Welcome back everyone to the Precision Unloaded podcast, episode number 48, which is a good number, it's also my age for now. So uh, with me tonight are the usual hosts, myself, and back again is Graham. How are you, Graham? I'm good, Mark. Thank you for that lovely introduction. That's all right. I won't do any sound effects. You won't? You've just been no. testing them for 40 minutes. Yeah, I know, I know. You're it's gonna, tempting. You're gonna, it's tempting. You're going to surprise me with them. Isn't it? We had a discussion how I dislike sound effects in podcasts, so Mark yeah. um, thought it was a great idea to do a heap, but anyway. He said it sounds like a 90s radio show. But anyway. <laughs> how are you, Mark? Good? Yeah, not too bad. How's, uh, how's the one busy part of farming, the, the farming year you have? Uh, Groundhog Day, really? Yeah. What, what does that mean? Same shit every day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. So lambs and calves. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Attempting and... to kill themselves. <laughs> and heaps of pigs still. No. Big pig patrol today and didn't see much sign at all, so... And I doubt they've been... No, they haven't really been harassing stock either, so that's good. Nice. Um, no, just a few goats roaming. Yep, yeah, we, we get a little bit of that at the moment with the spring grass. We can call it spring. Anyhow, so, what are we talking about tonight, Mark? What are our... It's, it's, I guess what we'll say is it's a bit of a no solid one topic for the whole evening. Just um, several things we'll discuss and go over. Them. Yeah. But what are we talking Not about? E- endless crapping on about competitions. No. Although we can talk about that because that'll be interesting. Cause hmm. I... I want to hear how, you, how you've kept your solid 10th placing. <laughs> was I ninth or 10th? I think it was 10th. <laughs> but, no, no, we'll start off with uh, what's been happening. So, obviously a few different rifles have uh, come across our desk in the last while, so thought we'd talk about them a little bit. Yep. Um, probably starting with the 224 Valkyrie... Back from the back from the reemergence, dead. Yep. yes, back, back from the dead. So um, it was a it's a savage bolt action. So what are they? One ten, ten. I don't know. Um, so it had a savage ac- What are they called? Accu trigger, accu fit stock, oh, yes. accu trigger. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So anyway. So throw all that away, put a, um, it's an XRS chassis, isn't it? Yep. Yes, yep. On it, and the thing I needed was magazines, which finally have landed. And how did they, how, um, how, how were they, Mark? <laughs> I'm getting to that. Uh, <laughs> so the, the rubbish three-shot magazine is now turned into a rubbish eight-shot magazine, so... Uh, so the MDT mags, um, with, yeah, they probably were originally stamped for 6.8 SPC, um, which obviously is very similar dimensions to the 224, and probably would fit a Grendel as well, I'm assuming then? Most likely. Yeah. Mm. Do know. But what we've found is, uh, the mags at this stage anyway, for... Rounds with a slightly shorter overall length, e.g. the 75 grain 224 round factory one. Um, when you push the bolt forward, it pushes the other rounds underneath it downwards and jams them pointing down. So, yeah. So that's a slight issue, but not with the 88 grain bullets, which are slightly longer. So it all takes a fraction longer, the projectile poking out and... Um, it's a way of laughing, so it didn't seem to, it worked alright using those that, that ammo. But yeah, anyway. it was borderline with the eighty eights. It wasn't perfect, but it kind yeah. of worked. But no, it worked <coughs> most of the time. So essentially, they've retrofitted mags they can't sell, being the six point eight SPC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a, a weird, I'd say, a weird dropping of the ball by MDT. Normally, they're pretty fucking good with everything. Um, like you said, everything bar the longest um, bullet factory ammo just won't work. So. And yeah. googling it wasn't just the mags that you've got. It seems to be a common problem, and um, but we've got a plan around it anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it's uh, 
Yeah, because when I originally just was dry firing, mucking around, and with some, <clears throat> it was fine. Then uh, on the day when we were starting and everything, basically with the, the 75 greeners, which I've got a few boxes to go through, it was only basically a single shot again. So because you basically couldn't, the other rounds wouldn't 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 load and jammed in the mag pointing downwards. So. Um, then the other problem is the uh, the trigger safety was it decocking itself. It's got worse, so I've got to fix that as well. So, so basically, when you if you push the bolt down at a reasonable speed, it's um, decocking the trigger because they have a, a trigger safety mechanism. Anyway, so I've been googling that as well, and I think I've got to pull it apart and put it back together and see how that goes. So. Because it sounds like it's not a common problem. It does happen, but it's not like they all do it or anything like that. So it's just why it's been put together. So what's the what's the plan for the two two four going forward? You you put all this sort of effort into it. Uh, I was going to use it as a comp gun for under six hundred meter stuff, probably yeah. seven hundred or less. Um, without buying a six mil, I thought I'd use that instead. You know, yeah. low recoil. Certainly with the extra weight, I mean, it's substantially heavier now with the XRS chassis on it, so it certainly doesn't recoil a lot, does it? No, it's quite nice. It's um, So we'll start loading, we've got all the dies and everything. Yeah. Big stack of brass, so uh, I think I've got a couple, hundred, oh, maybe 188 here. We'll, we'll start getting back into load development. We sort of half pie got into it a few years back and it sort of fell by the wayside, but yeah. we'll reinvigorate that project. Um yeah, you could shoot was, at Tirada. I was going to. On the, on the Sunday. If, if I can fix those couple of issues, because I, I really don't like a, well, a about, gun that I'm pissing around with during stages. Drop drop it off to my place, and I'll get it all sorted. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's hear the angle grinder go. <laughs> Let's not talk about you fixing the stock on that Ruger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Smash it till it falls off. Something doesn't make sense here, and I turn around, and he's smashing it against the bench as hard as he can. Anyway, Anyhow, um. <laughs> I, I got I got messaged the week that we got it set up again. I got messaged by uh, a chap down south who's got one. So the two D four Valkyrie Owners Club of New Zealand, all two of us. Um, he's been doing load development and stuff, so he's been sending me various questions and which I don't know the answer to. And uh, <laughs> his load development, so he's getting two seven out of the eighty eights. So yeah, I think that'd be a wise sort of goal. Yeah, or we're two five and a half victory, so that's pretty slow. So yeah, but yeah, um, so it'll be cool. To, it's cool. You've got the nice Carlos scope on it. I've never seen a Carlos um, on a Savage before, so that's something to behold. But um, it, it is a nice gun when it works. But we've just got to obviously <laughs> make it reliable um, going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what else? What else have we had to play with, Mark? What else is? Uh, what else fell across our deck? Oh, uh, uh, Seekins Precision Havoc Pro Hunter 2. So, basically a lightweight, well, it's got a heavier profile barrel, but spiral fluted, um, American, I guess, do-it-all hunting gun, I'd call it, I suppose, you know, top of the line. Carbon fiber magazine. Yeah. Which uh, is cool. Claim to fame is carbon fiber mag, so so when you drop it, you'll never notice that it dropped <laughs> in the vegetation and never find it again. And so. when you have to buy a new one, it's probably seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. But uh, it's a very nice gun, so I do like it. So. So uh, sorry, sorry, you see, it's, it's in six five PRC. Yeah. Um, we did. I've not shot it much more. A couple shots, but we did some shooting at a K, and it seemed pretty good. Yeah. Um, again, it's a hunting gun. I don't know where we're playing it. Okay, but um, yeah. Um, I guess not. Well, I haven't shot enough to talk too much about it. What do you like about it? Uh, it's got a very nice stock. Um, proprietary one that they make themselves, so it's got quite good grip texture and stuff on it. Um, it looks quite aggressive. It's like a composite material, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's carbon fiber type. Yeah. Um, 
reinforced or weaved into it, whatever. The spiral fluted. I haven't had a spiral fluted barrel before, so it's interesting. The bolts fluted also. They say it's spiraled in line with the rifling, but I don't don't know about that. Oh, that's a cool feature. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You can turn it inside out and shoot it. Yeah. Uh, actually, the scope that was on it was quite good. It's a Steiner GS three. That's where I disagree with you. Yeah, it's a good hunting scope. If you were limited, because it's a like a is it a BDC or a, um, yeah, it's a BDC. Yeah. It's got basically hash marks. Yeah, three oh, or four I, of them. I was expecting more out of a Steinoscope. Is probably what I'd say. Um, and again, I was shooting it at a quite a distance, so it's, it's beyond the reality of the rifle it's intended purpose, I guess. So, yeah, yeah, it's a four to twenty by fifty. Uh, I do. Yeah, but it's probably not. Yeah, I don't know. Because of its type of man, it's better at low. You know, at full mag, it doesn't look so great. That's the only thing. Full magnif- full magnification. Yeah. Which is a bit odd. Um, most you know, but based on what it's designed to do, it's probably only going to be sitting around at twelve power anyway. Yeah. The longer stuff, so no, I'll keep mucking with it. Um, I did, I did see them as an option when I was looking at different ones a while ago, actually. So I did do a bit of research on them prior to this thing. So, but yeah, there's a, the cartridge of the month, the PRC. So I guess there's a fair few more of them around now. So can't really. It's quite a good cartridge. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I quite like six five PRC. Um, yeah. I've, I can't see any issue with it for most things in New Zealand, but anyway. Um, so, what do you know? What do you know about the manufacturer Seekins? I mean, I, I don't oh, not a lot. No, <laughs> I see their stuff pop up. Like it's sort of more. They make their own Remington seven hundred footprint action footprint yeah. actions, I believe. Um, yeah, I think you may be able to buy actions alone, and they do. Do they do precision guns as well as the hunting guns? I couldn't tell you. Um, it's it's definitely not a um I, I know five five six sometimes imports them, five five six media. Um Yeah. I'm actually googling them right now. Um but yeah, I don't actually know not a lot about bloody things. Um where you'd even buy the hunting. But again, maybe it'd come from five five six. No, I haven't seen another one in the wild. So I do know they do their rings. Uh, the Vortex rings that you buy are just rebranded well, that Seekins manufacture them for Vortex, I believe, and just put the Vortex logo on them. Um, so they do oh it looks like they do ARs maybe as well rifles yeah it's a very nicely designed gun overall fit and finish of it's very well done so okay so they do they do sort of PRS style guns yeah NRL hunter style you know semi-tactical hunting guns lightweight hunting guns some in a KRG and they've got the the hunting specific stuff so no, so when I said ARs, it must have been because their rings were on it. But um, ah, uh, yeah, on oh, no, uppers and lowers. No, they do AR fifteens. Okay, yeah, they do everything. Yeah, 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 quite yeah, fancy yeah. ones. Anyhow, not an issue for us because uh, we'll go to jail for even looking at those websites. So yeah, uh, I believe there is one more rifle. Oh no, there's um, yes. we'll go while, while we're on the PRC, we'll we'll talk about the the. The granddaddy of them all, the originator of the parent case of all the PRCs, well, apart from the, I know it is, yeah, even the 7mm PRCs are a child of this, the 375 Ruger, so. Isn't the 375 Ruger based on, like, the 404 Jefferies? Yeah, 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 probably. <laughs> That's the great-grandpa. Anyway, yes, the, the 375 Ruger is uh, coming, like the... The dies, t- the dies turned up, so I finally picked them up this week, so... Couple we of can years. Start reloading for it. We have already reloaded for it. We yet to. Well, they, they sent three seven five H and H dies initially. Close enough. Yeah, <laughs> it's close. Similar, similar ballistically. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So and then I got some uh, two seventy grain spear projectiles, which is quite nice. Quite well done. I suppose, you know, well manufactured looking things. So we're going to try them. And I got some two fifty grain GMX monolithic bullets to try as well so oh, do you yeah oh, you didn't drop those off 
No. Well, I don't have enough brass. I've got to fire all the last of my ammo to get some more brass. <laughs> so it's a, the rifle's a Ruger Alaskan, correct? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. And so that's a 22-inch barrel? Yeah. Um, suppressed. I think it's got a hardy suppressor. And are you going to swap the scope out to the LPVO? Yeah, I've just learnt that um, when you buy Ruger rings, they only sell them one at a time. So, I uh, what? What do you mean? When you order, when you buy Ruger rings for four on M seventy seven action, you know those proprietary with the luggy bits on the bottom. They only sell one, sell them individually. I was like, yeah. So I bought some off the internet overseas and I thought oh sweet that's quite cheap you know 60 US dollars or something bloody that's good 30 mil stainless steel rings and a month later it turned up and it was one ring oh. <laughs> so, anyway so since, I've, since then I've talked to people and they're like oh that's pretty obvious Mark you idiot <laughs> they sell them individually because they're different heights the front one and the back one are different heights so I learnt something new again so, so you've got one ring Yep, and I've oh. just ordered the second ring, so. From New Zealand or overseas? Uh, there's a place in New Zealand selling them, so. I finally found. Because I, I, it was real hard to find them a while ago. This is like six months ago. Yeah, I couldn't. I was hunting around New Zealand trying to find. And there was a few listed, but none, none, none in stock of these. Uh, six, yeah, 30mm stainless Ruger rings. Proprietary ones for, for those type of rifles so yeah so now i have a shorter ring for the front and a taller ring for the back and it'll be all fine we're good to go and sorry and then the swamp fox is going up no what's going swamp on fox. are you gonna buy a i'm gonna put a one to ten on it that'd be perfect it's not, it's not a home defense gun <laughs> we need ten power for in your hallway <laughs> no one power you know what do you need one power for on a ruger anyway actually maybe the one to six would be all right no. Oh, you sort of want 200 meter, wouldn't you? No, I was thinking the 3 to 15. So. Uh, which scope's that? Um, Monox, Monox. Oh, I don't even. Oh, I'm not familiar with it. Anyway, so we've no. we've got uh, some loads done ready. We might even get them tested this weekend. If yeah. Time allows. And then we'll um, <clears throat> use. Got to find some dangerous game. Yeah. Then we'll. See. Then we'll see what these big heavy bullets do to some small goats. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I've been saving some very small ones. Maybe I want to go try find that deer that's running around by the mile and um, smash it with it. That'd be quite good. But then you'd want yeah. to you'd want to eat it, and I just want to throw it down the bank. But anyway, that's um, that'll annoy some people. But yeah, so the three seven five Ruger is alive again. Um, again, of course, factory ammo is hundred and fifty bucks for twenty something along those lines. This is pre. Yeah, that's a while ago. That's pre madness, pre pre the world um going yeah. mad. Um so pre Putin's price hike. Damn you, Putin price hike. Um Uh yeah, I don't I would hazard a guess. Yeah, it'd be getting towards two hundred bucks a packet now. Yeah. If you can and, and the production of African game cartridges would be very like you know, so you'll see some more stuff that, no doubt. Maybe we should take it on a real hunting trip too. No, I'm gonna because yeah. I need to use its versatility. Yeah. Although I'm not a fan of the 300 grain loads, but we'll see. I think you can get some uh, proper spy point boat tail 300 grain bullets for them, though. So. I know Hornaday do a 300 grain load, or is that the copper load? No, it's no well, the copper one I've got is 250. So. Yeah, that's like what shooting elephants, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but do you anyway, have any, oh, anyway. there is elephants they're just in zoos yeah yeah. maybe wallabies they actually have I'm not sure what calibre but I think they have like 375 H&H's in major zoos for like if the big animals go mad I know they, they have to go and do like a yearly qualification on them hmm yeah so like if, if the, I don't know the elephant smashed out and starts um, rampaging through Auckland Zoo then they'll 375 it They'll probably miss and shoot a car going past, but they'll aim to disable it. Shoot in the leg. <laughs> okay, I'm just looking online. We can get, well, we can get solids. No, they're not solids. The FMJs. 
Yeah, you got to be careful. Some of the three seven five ones are like Shaytac ones. Like <laughs> these aren't. These are round nose. I don't think they'd spin very well out of the barrel. Yeah, the Berger three seven five extreme yeah, no, 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 ELR. No. Right. Um, there's also hard cast bullets. Uh, there, are, there's some cool three hundreds here from Hornaday. Look like a sword yeah. point. They're hundred. All oh, they're expensive. They're three bucks a projectile though. That's still cheap to be to factory ammunition in a way. But um, anyhow, yes. Anyhow, so we've talked about the three different. Oh, the last rifle that's been. Oh yes, the controversial one. The controversial. So we managed to <clears throat> we managed to get our hands on uh, for a couple of days. One of the new Sig Cross rifles that have recently been imported to New Zealand, the uh, Born and Raised edition, because that really makes it. Oh, because yeah. <laughs> the Born and Raised really makes it more cool. Um, some fucking YouTube channel on the side of a gun, but anyway. Yeah. So, I think. What the, is, is is it a YouTube channel? Oh, some shit, or is it like an American hunting TV show? I don't know. I didn't look that far. <laughs> find out Graham I am right now um, so yeah these have been released a couple of years ago in the states um, okay born and raised outdoors is a group of hardcore hunters that push mental and physical limits to capture and bring you the reality of their adventures it's YouTube oh, so they drive around side by sides kind of like us yeah yeah um, yeah it's a lot of YouTube born and raised outdoors I think they might have had a TV show once anyhow that doesn't matter so the 375 it's not 375 sorry the, the, the Sig Cross we've been talking about it for a long time and I, I see we've talked previously too that they've actually released a version more suited for um, practical competition precision style competitions that I imagine is significantly heavier ah the Sig Cross PRS yeah um, but the one we got it's the standard Sig Cross it's just got a 24 inch barrel Yep. Um, again, which we meant were, it, sorry. which meant it could still have a folder. Yes. So that was that was the major sticking point for getting them out of the country. Yeah, the originals were shorter barrel, uh, <clears throat> shorter barrels, and if you left the folder on, it'd be too short. So yeah. They were going to bring and them in with a fixed stock. Yeah. So this version doesn't need that. You can actually short it, shorten it down to twenty one, I think, and it's still legal. So. Lop go. three inches off. So the PRS version has a 24 inch barrel. Yeah. And so probably it looks heavier though. A different fore end, but still looks the same. Maybe they've just got weights in it. Yeah. Um, steel folding stock barrel material stars. One ten. I'm just looking for a weight. Uh, over width, over weight. So, oh, okay, that's reasonably heavy. The base, the PRS version is 14.2 pounds. Right. So It's a lot heavier. A lot heavier. <clears throat> anyway, so the Sig Cross, <clears throat> we've been talking about it for a long time. You see reasonably favourable reviews on them out of the States. The early ones had a few issues, I think, where they might have fired when they were closing the bolt or something. I can't remember. Yeah, just yeah, normal. A new gun released a bit early, probably. Recalled. Anyway, we looked past that. We got our hands on one, and instantly... These things are expensive in New Zealand. They're over five thousand retail, right? So you, you're expecting a lot of um, firearm for your money, or a lot of features, or a lot of quality. <clears throat> and and this, it's not as if this doesn't have features. Uh, or quality. Or, well, you pick it up, and straight away you're like, "This isn't it." It's so the okay. First thing I noticed. Um, the bolt isn't smooth. It, it's got a kind of its own way of opening and closing. That's pretty unique, but nothing out in the world. It's pretty rough. Now that would potentially smoothen. I don't know. Um, I did see one comment was if you hold the the bolt release while you move the bolt, it's far smoother. And I was like, yeah, but that's fucking pointless in it because then your bolt will come out. Um, okay, that's that. Trigger was just okay again. Could be adjustable. I don't know. Um, the folder is on the right-hand side of the rifle, and when you bring your hand back to um, when you're opening the bolt, it, it comes very close to your hand hitting the folding mechanism. The folder is quite an agri <coughs> agricultural hinge, and to actually fold it, you kind of have to lift it and twist it, and it's a, it's not very well thought through. Um, pistol grips, uh, sort of a uh, 
a modern take on the AR grip, a bit more 90 degree to it. That's okay. Um, being that it's got a AR style safety, it's quite awkward to rest your thumb on the uh, right hand side of the rifle if you choose to not wrap your thumb around. Um, the magazine was nice. It's an AI pattern mag, five rounds. Oh, well, what? Oh, what? <laughs> the magazine's Some... cool. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the bit they didn't make. God, no, no. Oh. You were going so well there, and then you said there was something good about it. I can't believe <laughs> There's it. There's a couple of good things about it. <laughs> the, good, the best thing is I never bought one. Um, Complain at a funeral, Graham. They've made a new follower for the AI mag to make it really easy to single feed. Yeah. That's cool. Um, that's a cool feature. How the buttstock adjusts is very... That's quite neat. That's yep. there's a lot of a lot of time gone into that. Um, I'll give them that. It's very. It's now this is I guess aimed at being a lightweight hunting rifle. Um, I'm imagining the the, um, the initial version and the born and raised version. Um, it is. There's nothing. It's, I think it's quite lightweight. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's just okay. It's not a bad gun. It's just okay. I think they've missed the mark. Would be. Um, would be my main comment on it. You, you, you've shot it a bit, Mark. You, oh, I should say accuracy was. We only tried one type of ammo, which is normal match, which is pretty good through all of our bagaras and howers and um, tikas and everything. We shoot a lot of Creedmoor, as most know. Uh, the accuracy was just okay. Minute of angle, maybe slightly better, but nothing spectacular. But again, not not very many shots down the barrel, so it might no. improve over time. So what no, are your I lo- what are your thoughts? I love I love it, Graham. No, you don't. You 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 picked it up and you said to me, "This is not a five thousand dollar gun." It's the first thing you said. So well, anyway, what are your thoughts? I didn't have said that. <laughs> I lose my sponsor. <laughs> um, I do like the way. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't have an issue with the controls or the folder getting in the way or anything like that. The bolt, fine. I don't tend to notice that stuff as much because I don't really care. Um, it's obviously a, I, my most comparable rifle to that would be the um, Christensen Arms MPR, and it's a far smoother rifle the MPR than that thing. So the MPR um, is, is nicer, yes. Yeah, 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 and it was um, back then was quite a bit was a thousand bucks cheaper so than what these retail for. Mm. Um, Yeah, the I've been shooting it a bit, and um, it's really it handles well. The the way they've put an extra bit of it's got an um, a um, arc array all the whole length of it. That is that is nice from for a modern take on it. What, what's I yeah. guess meant to be a modern sporting hunting gun, integrated arca from factory is. Um, I, I don't yeah. know why you wouldn't now. Now there's going to be people like, oh, what do you need? It's, it's, the, it's the modern interfacing system for accessories. We don't yeah. do sling swivels anymore. But anyway, um, carry on. Yeah, and then uh, it's got a, a handguard out the front as well, which you can take off and it's all just leave it as a rail, so that's fine. So it, it, yeah, the handle's you know like um, any of my competition guns because of the pistol grip and all of that and, and the way the controls are. So it feels nice to shoot. I do like shooting it. Um, yeah, twenty-four inch barrel is probably a bit long for its config- configuration. So, do, do you like it? Feel- Five thousand dollars? No. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, um, you've got to take into account what's happened with stuff price-wise. So, I think it originally. They probably should have or could have been landed for the high threes, four or four thousand probably. So, and if you took the other thing is this version is dearer, right? The the born and raised outdoors one, than the stock standard one. So, if stock standard ones came in, you'd actually um, that'd be yeah probably three and a half maybe. I don't know, depending on. So that that's the other thing, yeah. This this one you pay a lot more for not a lot more, if you know what I mean. That yeah. maybe a longer barrel, bit of a handguard on the front, bit of whatever. So yeah, uh, but no, I mean like you you know if you've got 
things like Benelli Lupos, Beretta BRX1. I wouldn't even those. put those. No, in no, the no. Same I'm just, no, I'm not. So I'm just going price wise. They're all yeah. three grand, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, with the Italian guns, and you're paying for the Italian. You know, like if you get an Italian prostitute, it's going to cost way more than a Kiwi one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm just going through what's in the in in the that price range sort of thing. So, I'd I'd pick this and over. And what are Oh, would I rather hunt with the Benelli Lupo? Actually, we've talked about this before. Benelli Lupo has more features. Well, more modern. Like you can see, it's expensive for a reason because all this shit they've done. Yeah, um, correct. Again, again, it's kind of like a way different gun, but it's um. No, no, I'm not saying it's just yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you're shopping around in that zone of three to five grand, yeah, um, you're obviously going to get probably a lot more value with a Springfield Armory Waypoint. Uh, yes, so, I would agree with that 100. percent That is yeah. a um, the Waypoint. Uh, the Waypoint. Would you would you put the Waypoint ahead of this? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with. I would. Yeah, yeah. I no, would no argument. Basically, day, the, yeah. the barrel technology, the fact it comes braked, um, the stock's better. What's the waypoint? Um, 30, 30, No. <laughs> God, you're really trying to push it, aren't you? Um, they're over four grand. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. I, I don't know. I've not got one. But um, yeah, I'd, if, if this if the Sig Cross come with like two barrels and it was yeah. a quick change barrel system, like it come with a 308 and a 6.5 Creed or... So or, Sarko carbon lights are now 6.250, so are they worth that? No. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> But, but there's also with Sarko, again, it's it's almost like the Italian thing. You're paying a premium for the brand also. Yeah. It's prestige, whereas SIG has no prestige in rifles. <gasps> yeah. Wait, what about, what about pistols? Uh, they had a few that would go off when they were dropped. <sighs> Can't be like that, Graham. <laughs> no, that's all sorted. A few lawsuits got that sort of... Um, no, anyway, it's, I think it, it, it's a cool gun, but it is not a... It's about, in my opinion, $2,000 too much. Um that's, that's yeah, that's where I get with for them. Even for a th- say, if it was a three or three and a half thousand dollar gun, the bolt should be smoother. Um, I'm, I, again, the accuracy that's we haven't done enough testing to to figure it out, but the folder should yeah. be better. Look at that the folder on the HNT 26 from MDT. That folder is fucking a work of art, it is immaculate. Um, this, this, the folder on this is essentially the folders we had about seven years ago, it's just outdated and um. It reminds me of the um, the Australian one. What are they? The Southern Cross Small Arms. Yeah. Yes, it is more similar to that. Yeah. I would agree. But the, yes, agreed. Yeah. 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 I, did experience, I did a build of a, a similar gun with similar features using MDT stuff, furniture. <clears throat> and it came in at about five grand anyway. So, But then again, that was using a Tika as the base gun. The difference being the Tika MDT gun would have been excellent. <laughs> it would have been. Um, that's, yeah, that, yeah. That's a, okay, so we, we, there's a big, when I put a thing up online about it, everyone sort of started spitting on and spewing, but these... It's because you started off negative. I did. And I try not to do that normally, but I've worried about people like rushing out and buying these things and being like... You, there's a habit, right? You spend a lot of money, you'll like intentionally look past flaws. It's human nature. Be like, no. I would never do that, Graham. <laughs> anyway, in conclusion, it's a great gun and it was excellent value. Um, but but you know, if you were going, you, you look at this and go, "Fuck, that'd be awesome for precision or practical shooting." That's too light. That's great. Okay, this is a good thing. If you want a lightweight gun and you like the modern style, yeah. as, as in hard edges and chassis styles, aluminium, um, I, it'll probably be pretty cool for you. It'd be good okay, again. Pardon, this would probably be an okay mountain gun because it would fold up strapped to your pack. It is a bit weird. I mean, I must have been when I first handled it. I was like, God, these are small. It feels like it looks like a large gun when you see the pictures of them, but when you get one, it's actually not. It feels quite small as a as a rifle. The yeah. first the first time you ever shot an AR fifteen, did you think that again pre ban? Shit, these are quite thin little guns. Yeah, it's got a similar feel to that. Very thin yeah. and um, yeah, 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 narrow, narrow. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah. again, I. Hunting, if you had actually like big pack marches and that kind of thing, it does fold up small, chop two inches off the barrel. 
break. Yeah. Um, there, are, there is a viable gun there, but um, trying to convince Kiwis um, to run a chassis for hunting, that's going to be an uphill battle. Um, yeah, anyway. yeah, so I suppose then you can buy a... Sorry, like once again, you can buy a Tika and chuck an HNT stock on it, and it's folding. So, and that'd... But that'd be all up three and a half. So what's a Tika cost now? A beer Tika? Ah, uh, they're about six. That, yeah, they've gone up a lot. Sixteen, seventeen hundred. Yep. For a, yeah. H and T's two and a half grand. Two. Two. Or they, have they gone up? Oh, good question. Um, I thought they were two. Anyway, bit over two. Yeah, and yeah. then and then you got to add, obviously add on a rail and um and all oh, that shit. Damn it! And a magazine because you need a new mag. That's all the so, bits I added. Let's yes, say four yes. grand. Damn it. Um, yeah. This is where people with custom guns come unstuck because they forget all the stuff they bought extra. All the little diddly doos, but 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 the HNT twenty. Okay, they're two and a half grand now. Uh, oh, okay. Right long on. actions are twenty seven. Non. Okay, sorry. Non folding short actions. Sorry, non folding long actions. Non arca are twenty five hundred. Yeah. And short action non folding non arca is twenty two forty eight. Uh, yes, so there's a there's a selection there, so about about twenty two to um, yep. twenty seven, depending on what oh, you yeah, do. Let's add that together. You say you're four grand before you put a rail on. Oh, I'm going to come out and just say well, there's the that project gun. You, you and I have been ticking along with the, the Tika and the H and T twenty six. Yeah, is a better gun, without a doubt. So um, yeah, yeah. Is what it is, but no one can really, really have an issue with the Tika, can they? They're pretty awesome, apart from them being a bit behind the times with a few of their features. They're awesome guns. So, any last thoughts on uh, how much you love the Sig and how I don't like it? Um, it matched my uh, Tango scope from five years ago. <laughs> Color wise, Color wise, <laughs> yeah, that scope hasn't aged well either, has it? Oh. God. <laughs> watching you set the zero stop I couldn't even fuck you need a, a degree in rocket science just to yeah I'm not going to lie that's the worst zero stop system if, if the, messy, remove it remove the world's smallest bolt which you're going to lose immediately Cause, and because we're in the fucking we're in a cutover block <laughs> <laughs> we're not the on the grass, table the grass is about a foot tall so this is, if I drop this we're fucked <laughs> <laughs> and then you got to rotate this, put a, a little tiny Allen key in and rotate this thing around about five times and then one half turn back. Then put the lip, yeah, anyway. I think we take for granted now how nice zero stops have become. Everyone's pretty quickly gone to toolless and, you know. If it, the one on the... Uh, is pretty it, simple. New Is it the new Burris? Yeah. The, it's the little lever on top. You literally don't even take the turret apart. That looks cool. Yeah, it's a locking. Yeah, it's like a locking on a. Um, that's a dag of a thing. Yeah, it looks like a locking on a tripod. You know, there's leg locks yeah. on tripods. That's what it's got on top. Basically, you just undo that and you can re zero it just like that. And it's. it's um, And you're back to zero stopped. Yeah. Yeah. They actually. Are they, are they available in New Zealand yet? What's the model? I don't know. There's another expensive thing I can't afford. Well, you'd say it was two thousand dollars too much, Graham. Uh, I'd say it'd be around three grand, wouldn't it? No, I'm saying yeah. I th- no, I think you're looking yeah well onto the threes. Mm, it's, their top, it's their top tier scope, isn't it? Maybe four something. I doubt we've even got it here. It's um. Google away. Yeah. Anyway. Um. No, yeah. Okay. Don't. <laughs> um. In the future, we'll do a. Probably not a podcast, but maybe a, a video about all the different lightweight guns we've got access to. Uh, there's a few of them, isn't there? There's the HNT 26 Tika, the Seekins Hav- yeah. uh, Havoc, what do you call it? Seekins? can do a, a shoot-off. The Epic. And, but what, what, this is the funny thing. One thing we won't and do... And the Cross is, will win. We won't, oh. walk, we won't walk, walk a long way with them. And see, just, so, okay, Sig Cross... Um, we we'll have to hire someone to carry it a long way. Yeah, that's a good point. HNT 26, Christensen's Arms, NPR... Sarko Carbon Light. What am I forgetting? There's another one. Is there? Yeah. Anyway, we'll have a play around with the sort of common ones you see. The uh, Benelli. 
No, not the loophole. No. Oh, no. Damn no. it. You can't, the, the, Why can't you just keep rejecting it from the it's in competition? It's just too good. It's in 270. It's, it's too good. Too good again. Yeah, that never gets used also in the armory. Um, anyway, but we will look into that at some point maybe over the summer when things, well, they won't calm down. We've got a busy summer. But anyway, so what else? What are other topics, Mark? We're rambling on about. Well, now you've slagged all that off. Um, this is my new thing. I'm just going to be negative about well, speaking of negative, uh, let's talk about the <laughs> Spring Breeze PRS match. And my results. Yeah. What do you want to know? Oh, no, just, uh, well, I've seen a bit of coverage of the event, so it sounds like it was uh, the course of fire and everything was a bit different. It's the third one they've run there, so it's over. This is the Long Range Academy in association with... PRS type thing, is it? PRS yeah. NZ, correct? Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah, far away. I wasn't there, so you need to tell me what happened. So, yes, Mark's uh, uh, busy uh, delivering calves and lambs and doing all his normal stuff. So, I whipped over there with Wes. Um, we drove, drove up to his place on Friday night and we got up nice and early and uh, it was okay. Two and a half hours from this place, so it wasn't too bad. Um, I actually made a few changes to my rifle going into this one to suit this sort of um, prop-driven competition. Tell me more. Uh, I added some weight into it, I've, um, which is something I've uh, resisted doing for many years. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say you now regret. No, I don't, I don't regret it. Um, one issue I've had in a few comps this year is... Um, like buffeting wind, just not being able to control the rifle, and this didn't fix it. It helped a little bit. <clears throat> so when you're on a prop, you know it's just obviously not yep. stable, it's prone, and um, the the wind just like constantly shaking the gun. Um, so I've, I've I've put the weight up to about eighteen and a half pound from I think it was about thirteen five or fourteen or something. It wasn't that heavy, so it's an MDT XRS, sorry MDT ACC chassis. Yeah. Um, so I machined uh, a weight to go under the barrel, picking up on the um, points that the MDT weights that are intended to go in there would, would, would use. Um, I didn't want to pay $250 for a set of weights so I could just make something. And then I um, I put on a set of Baker wings, which are the new sort of um, accessory they released maybe six months ago. So they sit... Is that, is that all? Are they that new? Yeah, they were released at the last SHOT Show. Oh, and so why they, are they called that? The guy who made them, last name's Baker. Wow. Yeah. And um, so they sort of essentially widen the footprint in front of the magazine. And they also, what, what one of the features I quite like is I run my um, support arm straight when I'm shooting positional, so straight out and hold the forehand. And this gives you like a, a thumb rest to use which is quite uh, quite like that actually the only downside i've found to the baker wings so far is on uh, tank traps or angled props um you, you run the risk of um the baker wings if you haven't settled set the bag properly the baker wings will actually rest against the prop and can't your rifle over quite majorly um that could be solved by either running probably what i'll do is run a little bit more fill in the bag yeah and i said you just have to be conscious of it you can't be as sloppy as you could with a Say if you just had a standard fore end and that you'd put the bag, the rifle on the edge of the bag and the prop, and it probably wouldn't be the end of the world. It won't work with this. That's that's the only area I've found that's um the only sort of sour point really. Um so anyway, I've I've done a few little mods, um just to try and sort of play the game, I guess. Um but yeah, other than that we hit it so over it's there. Sort of like it's sort of like people who widen the wheel track of the Ute and don't widen the guards. It looks cool, but you're gonna get covered in shit, so it doesn't work quite well. Well, I'm probably not gonna get covered in shit because it did. No, work. I'm saying it's, it worked quite know, well. That, but. Well, what are you saying? But on certain props, it doesn't help. It, on certain props, you just have to be slightly more conscious. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, it still worked. I just had to. It's just when I first shot it at my place, I was like, "Oh, I have to. I can't rush getting getting that position built." So, um, not the end of the world, I don't think. Well, it won't be long till all guns have got Baker wings as standard. A cheaper alternative is just to like cut a piece of fucking steel out and screw it to the bottom of your chassis that you lock it on. It's not um, 
Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> like it's it, these are, these are sort of intended for the ACC chassis too. Like they won't work. Pre- I've seen them on a um, uh, X-ray from who the hell makes X-ray chassis? KRG. KRG, yeah. and um, I don't think they'd work very well on like a um, AC. Uh, sorry, um, ESS or other MDT chassis, just due to where the M lock sits. But ah, uh, yep. Um, yeah, but any, anyhow. Um, did these muck, got all that done? Did plenty of practice with it. I actually did quite a big build up. I did a full solid two weeks of um, <coughs> match prep. Uh, Overtraining. Sort of solidly with the twenty two mostly. But, um, yeah, actually, to be honest, practice went quite well, <laughs> and then uh, it didn't translate. But um, no, course fire was good. So Anthony Colley designed the course fire. It was a big improvement over the, some of the previous ones. Um, uh, it was, it was actually quite a cool course fire. He did a really good job, especially for his first time doing it. Um, sort of bringing things in line with the official PRS matches you see overseas. Again, we've never actually had PRS in New Zealand. Um, we've had people who have used the name, being slightly unaware they're using a brand. It'd be like opening a shop and calling it the warehouse. You know, it's not really... Anyhow, um, had, yeah, had more of a traditional PRS feel. Um and stuff like that. The targets still aren't quite as small as um, we see in Australia and the US, but I'm sure it'll eventuate. Um, but yeah, the, the day sort of started okay and went better and then got bad, then got okay. <laughs> so I've carried on my theme of um, having one really bad stage. Yeah. Which is the previous four comps, I'd zeroed, before this, I'd zeroed a stage on three of them and got only a couple points on one of them and then this one I only had one target out of 10 what well, you know hits on one stage which sort of um buggered my day up something fierce but um but I, overall I wouldn't say I shot okay through the day but I never shot spectacular I I don't I didn't clear any stages I I think I got close on a couple but then just too many poor stages but um yeah, it was still a fun day. We had, a, we had a great day. The weather stayed away for most of it. Again, we had strong wind for about half of it. Um, it was that sort of same, that buffeting wind you seem to get up there on top of the um, as a central plateau. Anyway. Um, was it for more of a sideways this time or was it? Uh, on the first, because the range sort of curls a little bit. It was yeah. um, stages like where I started was three, sorry, two, three, three stages three to five it was sort of um 11 o'clock switching from like yep. from like um, dead on from 12 to 11 which which is actually something that's kind of a bit of a bugger and then once we got around a little bit further to the later stages it sort of came around to a um not quite a full value wind and that's when it really started um making life fun but again uh, the top guys didn't seem to have too much of an issue with it they powered through it so um yeah, worth the trip over. It was a good day. But, um, yeah. They're just a combination of sort of shooting. So who won? Collie won. Oh, yeah. Second? Uh, some guy, I don't know. And then third was Ian. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, so the, at the moment, those sort of Ian and Anthony are just a couple steps above in skill. Um, yeah. And then you combine that with having a sort of average day, you're just not even close. Sort of they're like 20 points, 24. Four, five points ahead of me by the end of the day, so it was um, right. No, yeah, and um, so I think I was in, I ended in tenth or something or eleventh. So um, average, very average day. Um, sort of can't. I'm struggling to gel with this style of pure prop driven shooting, um, which is weird. I, I I have really good practice sessions and stuff, so whether it's um, I'm sort of unsure where to go forward from here and try to improve, but we'll figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. Any other, well, any other questions on the uh, s- summer spring spring chill or something whatever it was called breeze spring breeze um, no no that's it I just it's sort of they run three in a row now so we're getting into the swing of things I suppose with yeah. those yeah so it's, they're all at the same venue yeah so, yeah. so yeah. for those who went to like maybe one the, the course is essentially the same props are essentially the same yeah they just um, moved around a few targets and stuff like that they have yep. got a, gone away from in the early event. There's a lot of really close shit, like really close. 
yeah. and not particularly small targets, and they all kept breaking because when you have close target and everyone can hit it, it just smashes the bolts. Get smashed, yeah. Just looking at some of their targets that they had, um, they weren't set up. They run quite a small bolt, so they're going to get damaged. Um, Collie moved a lot of that away, so the, the couple of close targets were only like 100 mil squares. Yeah. Like one, I think around 200 or two, something, 250 metres, so they were quite good. So um, <clears throat> One of them I was off the top of a tank trap, and I, geez, I struggled to hit it in the wind. Again, it was just that move, the rifle moving. It's not the wind itself, like moving my bullet. I that wasn't an issue, but it was. No. Jeez, the buffeting was hard to deal with. Um, yeah, you're kind of. Yeah, it's fucking massive. You got like three mils of movement. Um, so I've got to figure out a way maybe to try and time it. <laughs> time the shot. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure where to go with this, this buffeting wind thing. Maybe I'd put my gun up to like thirty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was but cool. Double he, it again. He did it. He did a really cool course of fire. Um, he added a new prop. Oh, the, uh, the second round there was like it was like a strainer post just dug into the ground and you just shot off either side of it or something. Yeah. Collie bored a bunch of holes through it and you had to like start and put a pole through it and then shoot off either side of it like a bar through the post sort of thing and then <clears throat> go up another six inches and you put another one through after those two shots and repeat and then repeat and repeat. And another good thing was, why well, as for the as it sort of slowly becomes, well, to run the standard PRS rules, um, it's once, you know, there's a target, you only get to engage it once, and then you're off to the next target, or position, or whatever, which is cool, that's the, that's the, the PRS thing, right, so, excluding the unsupported stage. Well, you fire one shot at a thing, and then move. Yeah, yeah. I say that post. Type, type thing. Yeah, yeah that yeah, post yeah. that you put the pole through, I'd shoot from the left side, and the right side. Yeah. Irregardless of, um, so it was just shoot and move, and then I'd I'll be engaging the same target, but I'll be in a different position, different. Position. Oh, so their rule was actually you move regardless. Es- essentially, no? that's what they do. Yeah, essentially. Apart yeah. from the unsupported stage. Yeah, there was a hit to move, but um, everything else was you engage once and then you move or move target or, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's cool because that's that um, and that's what differentiates it from field shooting. It's a different different style, and um, so yep. the off the, the thing being though, if you you might like shoot and then um, get a wind call and then re-engage with this style, you don't really get to do that, like unless you happen to be engaging the same target or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Who? Hey. Yeah, it was cool. It was a good day. It was worth going over. They've got another one in uh, no six weeks or something, um, which is in a bunch of other competitions. So who knows? Probably won't make it over for that one, but um, yeah. What's the next thing? Twenty ninth of October. Uh, Twenty two match. We're heading up to Jeff's, I guess. So eh? yeah, yeah. Um, I say it's a ways away. That's good. <laughs> you better get some more practicing. Oh, yeah, have a break. Probably I yeah. Mind. Stop practicing. That's fucking stop it. I wouldn't mind going and doing a bit of hunting. Actually, that's my practice. I am still toying with the idea of flying down south for Boundary Creek. Oh, that's right. In the in mid October. Yeah. Toying with the idea, still haven't committed. I've got all the flights there. I'll just gotta see if I can sort accommodation and shitload. Yeah. Piece of cake. Well, yeah. Gotta live by myself for two days. Um. But we, yeah. But yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. So that's, that. that's it. That's yep. it. So, any last thoughts? Any last thoughts? Um, nope. My shooting seems to be not improving, so that's fun. But you plateaued. That's good though. <laughs> no, I've gone, only... I've gone backwards. <laughs> no, um... as you know, you're probably in the is it the Gartner hype cycle? You've gone up the peak of inflated expectations, and now you're heading into the trough of disillusionment. So I'm like the Sig Cross of shooters. So you, yeah, you're basically overhyped. You're at, at, at a, <laughs> Enthusiastic and excited, and now you're way down the bottom. Miserable and bitter. <laughs> miserable and bitter. And then you start heading up the slope of enlightenment, and then eventually you get to the plateau of productivity. Oh, go. that's where I need to get to the plateau of productivity. Yeah, where, where you're just, you know, unconsciously competent. Oh, this, these are some very wise words from a failed lawyer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> At the moment, you're unconsciously un- incompetent. Yeah. Um, no, you're consci- consciously incompetent. You know you're crap. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know, I know I'm crap at the moment. 
Um, something else we've been playing with at the moment is sort of we've mentioned it in the previous podcast of Simon, but surplus steel is coming up in four or five months. Um, so the surplus <laughs> games. I'm starting to think that's all you're going to be planning, really. You know, oh, it is. It is. It's my favourite thing. Um, so it's just sort of some of the surplus um, mill surps coming out of the safe again, which is cool. Doing a bit of playing around with K31, Swiss K31. Uh, I think I'll shoot a sig cross. It's mill surp. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. See if you can get one in three or three. I will. Yeah. Um, Rebarrel. You'll be too busy match directing. True, true. Yeah. But yeah, so, so we're sort of starting to play those again in between the other precision stuff. Um, I wouldn't mind uh, performing a bit better at the next one as I just talk about my bad results at other comps. But I think I was a tenth equal or eleventh equal or something at the last one, so I'd like to maybe get at the last what surplus steel. I was like, I thought you were higher than that. No. No. You just love that hovering around 10th, eh? <laughs> Pretty much. At the moment, I do. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, so that we're starting to play well, those. As opposed to my 17th or 18th. So, anyway, what am I saying? Yeah, although you still beat Carl and you did zero three stages. That's a pretty good effort. Yeah, pretty yeah. effort for zeroing stages. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I didn't zero any stages at this last comp, so that's a plus. And yeah, I, I did, did yeah, see that. That's a, <laughs> only just, but um, only just. It's pretty close. Yeah, pretty, it wasn't even a hard target. You like may as well have. <laughs> might, as, might as well have. Yes, uh, wouldn't have made any difference to my standings. No. Um, no. But yeah, so we'll start tucking around with those things again, um, which is cool because they're quite fun. Um, I actually, I had to get, I hadn't shot iron sights in, who knows how long. I think it was last Sunday. I went up and I just put, I got a big piece of cardboard at a hundred and put a big, you know wide cross and pink tape you know even at 100 metres I'm like fuck that's hard to sort of hold on a dead centred spot yeah I'm getting too blind for that shit yeah man I was like fuck and then I was like then I got quickly reminded that steel butt pads are hard on the shoulder and shooting these sort of heavy guns with low recoiling 6 mils is making me soft so um I'm actually considering getting one of those pads you that go add some weight to put some baker wings on <laughs> baker wings on just tech screw them to the side yeah, um, I'm gonna probably get um, one of those pads that go into your shirt, those sanitary pads, and they absorb <laughs> the recoil. That's illegal. Yeah, it's soft. Oh uh, fuck, I am. It's not so bad on like It's just when you shoot them prone. Heavens, people will laugh, but they hear a bit. But the K31 is quite good. I'm actually, I'm. Can you buy one of those gay-looking shotgun vests with the padding? It's essentially one of those that just goes under your shirt, so people don't oh. make fun of you. Yeah. You just look like you're lopsided. Yeah, yeah. Although I um the other day I ended up getting a towel out of the back of the car and like stuffing it under my shirt just to try and absorb it. I was just yeah, I'm getting soft. But um, shooting good though. It's a good. It's a. It's yeah, quite an impressive rifle, especially for something. You need to put on weight again, Graham. So you got that flab to get some flabby shoulders absor- back. Absorb the recoil. Yeah. Well, well, well too gonna... spindly and bony. I've got a 6.555 turning up, so that'll be nice and low recoiling ish. Oh, there you go. Yeah. With um, that PPU ammo. Because what do they weigh? I mean, well, most of the mill sips, what are they? It'd be 8 pounds, wouldn't they? 7, eight, eight, nine, eight, eight, nine pounds? Yeah, eight, 9 pounds. pounds. Maybe 9. I don't know. It depends. Yeah. They're not, they're not very heavy. But it's just. Oh, here's the thing, though, like, because we run quite strict rules on surplus steel with, like, original guns. Do we allow people to run recoil, like slip-on recoil pads? I don't know. No. Yeah, because that's no. kind of an advantage, isn't it? But then if I stick one under my shirt that you can't see, is that cheating? Yeah. Well, it doesn't. Well, I, I write the rules, so it doesn't actually matter because of But it's, yeah, so I don't know if that's really. <laughs> well, the rules will be: you've got to shoot the whole competition, Vladimir Putin horse riding, so shirtless. Shirtless. I'd... So you can't see. So you can't have any hidden hidden props under your shirt. I'm not going to lie. The the assembled group of dudes probably isn't the best to have half nude. Yeah, it's pretty we'll, gross. We'll never get another female competitor again. No. Yeah. So. Yeah. It'd be like gorillas in the mist. <laughs> a lot of body here, and then there'd be Leon there, all tattooed up, intimidating everyone. Yeah, we won't be doing that then. <laughs> anyway, we might as well wrap this one up. Um, thank you all for listening to a. Ugh, semi dog's breakfast dog breakfast of a podcast 
Uh, we'll come back in a couple of weeks or something a bit more structured. Maybe a guest. Actually, no, um, Polly would have done Tasmania, wouldn't he? So anyway, we might we'll get have, Anthony on. And we'll be our 40, we're going to have a, a special guest for the 50th. What are we going to do for the 50th? What's our plan? Are we going to finally do a live episode? Is there such a thing? Yeah. So we could do it. It could, it could be live over, um, over Facebook or, so, or something. And then you can then just record it and, uh, sorry, pull the audio and post it as a podcast afterwards. Oh, yeah. There must be a way. Anyway, um, we're also we'll looking at... We'd have to do it in person. Why? Just like the Joe Rogan experience. Well, you, you could come to my house. I've got a studio. Nah, fuck that. Well, trouble is, we're doing it... Because you, your, your camera would face your kitchen and your wife would have to put clothes on and... Again. Again. <laughs> yeah, it's a... You know, a hell of an inconvenience. Um, it is. Anyway, <laughs> with that thought, we'll leave you all there and we will talk to you all soon. All right. Bye.